Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Habakkuk chapter 3. The heading reads, In his prayer, Habakkuk uh, trembles at the majesty of God. Verse 1, A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shagonoth. Uh, this is a type of, of poetry. A shagoanoth may have been a stringed instrument or perhaps a musical expression used to accompany singers. Possibly this prayer of Habakkuk was set to music and intended for use in the temple. A selah was a cue for the person singing or chanting the words. The use of this word in Psalms is further evidence that Habakkuk's prayer may have been set to music. That was out of the Institute Manual. This psalm is easily divided into four parts. One, the introduction, which is one to two. Two, the divine manifestation or theophany of the past, which is three through seven. Three, the conflict between God and the forces of the earth, which is eight to fifteen. And four, an affirmation of faith in the Lord, sixteen to nineteen. Verse 2, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known. In wrath remember mercy. God came from Timon and the Holy One from Mount Paran. This alludes to historic occasions when the Lord miraculously delivered the people. Selah, his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, or rays of light are at his side, and there was the hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence and burning coals, or flame, went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Kushan. This is a historic allusion, as in verse 3. In affliction, and the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea? that thou didst ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation. Thy bow was made quite naked, according to the oaths of the tribes, even thy word, Selah. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. Remember, Selah is the break in the song somewhere. Verse 10, The mountains saw thee, and they trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered his voice and lifted up his hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in, the, in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even, the salva even for salvation with thine anointed. Thou woundest the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck. Selah. Thou didst strike through with his... I guess I should be singing this, shouldn't I? Maybe I... No, let's not. Thou didst strike through with his staves the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. There's not a lot of rhyming going on here. Maybe in Hebrew it rhymes. I don't know. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses through the heap of great waters. When I heard, my belly trembled. My lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. 
When he cometh up upon the, unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the, herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds' feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places." to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. The entire chapter is excellent Hebrew poetry. Habakkuk makes a number of references to events of Moses in Joshua's time. Anyone familiar with these biblical events will recognize the ones alluded to. The burden of Habakkuk's prayer is for Jehovah to return and sustain Israel as in days of old. This he will surely do in the latter days. Habakkuk's trust was fully in God. Rasmussen said of Habakkuk's song of praise, After his experience, Habakkuk felt inspired to utter a psalm of praise to God and trust in him. In awe at the powers and glory of God, he poetically describes the power of deity over all facets and functions of nature, and speaks of his might to overcome all his enemies. Then in the spirit expressed also by Job, who said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Habakkuk lists in six poetic lines the disasters that could come to him, but strongly he avers in his last five lines, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make, my, make me to walk upon mine high places. It is for this trust in God, in spite of the vicissitudes of life, that Habakkuk's message is for us also today, a wholesome stimulant. With a, anyway, that was uh, that was the end of the verse or end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.